Welcome to In Tune, a music appreciation podcast. This is episode five. Welcome back, Andrew. Thank you. I'm Juggin. I'm still here. Juggin's still here. <laughs> Juggin's not Thanks, sick. Juggin. We're, not, we're not alternating. Yeah, yeah, no. We're not alternating yeah. sick weeks. <laughs> okay. All right. So it seems like... As as you called it, I don't think I've ever heard it called that until you said it. Listmus. Maybe listmus. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, no. uh-huh. <laughs> it's the gift music publications give us, right? <laughs> but yeah, no. So for those that probably may not know, listmus is like the time of the year where all these publications put out their album album of the year, or like top twenty or top fifty albums of the year lists. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's a bit more competition in that area now where like everyone everyone wants to be like the first one to publish those sorts of pieces. Somehow like all of them are like either putting them out in the same week or like one will like abandon ship and just like start earlier than everyone else. Yeah. And be like the odd one out. But it's so unfair. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when like albums just don't yeah, there's still albums no, there, on the way, and like one. we have yeah. one tonight that's probably going to make a lot of lists. What yeah. Oxner? Yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm sure some of them have early access, so yeah. that kind of adds to it as well. But I mean, yeah. like, even if you have early access, chances are that's not you're not going to let people like that's part of the mystique is that you're not really sharing that you have the early access mm-hmm. to the album. So like to put that on the list demystifies that. Hmm. So basically, what I kind of want to get into, like, what's your opinions on releasing it this early compared to releasing it in January or maybe late December? I I feel like it's, sorry. Go ahead. I feel like it's more of a common theme throughout a lot of our, as uh, throughout like a lot of our culture, as we were talking about with like video games are starting to do that now more days. Yeah. And I think it is, I think it goes in tandem with how early on a lot of these awards get put out. Mm-hmm. Like the Game Awards nomination just came out like two days ago. True, yeah, I saw that. And I think that's I think that's part of the reason why publications put out their list so early now is that they want to be <coughs> they want to be in connection to these nominations. Right. Mm-hmm. So just like make a big week out, out of it. But I think it does a bit of a disservice to <laughs> a lot of the artists that haven't put out haven't released yet oh and yeah, just like, yeah and you have artists mm. who drop surprise releases every year like black messiah that one year no one knew it was coming out and yeah. messed up everyone's year of them list right yeah yeah that's the nice thing is that at least with online publications you can go go back and change it <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that feels a little bit like a cop-out yeah no i agree i wonder if that would be considered cheating uh, in a way oh uh, yeah i i would i would think so oh uh just like uh I mean, it's like more like uh, they're definitely more focused towards like mainstream music, but like the Grammys list is going to come out December 5th. Hmm. So it makes sense on what Aiden was saying. I guess people want to get their list out before even the nominees get announced. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I know Pitchfork last year, surprisingly, was the one to release like out of the bigger publications to release their list actually like mid-December. Well, Hmm. all the others were... Mid November, early December. I think Pitchfork has become big enough. They have their own festival. Yeah. That, like, they don't need you to, like, come rushing to them first. They know that people come and see Pitchfork's top list because they're Pitchfork. Mm -hmm. 
But I feel like other publications, smaller ones, yeah, you're gonna you want to be the first, like, because the more clicks you get, the higher it's, you'll be on like, not search even engines. Smaller publications doing it though. It's like Rolling Stone stereo gum. Oh, I guess. Yeah. 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 Well, like Those even in the ones. in the metal scene, it was like decibel or yeah, something that like decibel. literally put out in like November. But but they do have the case of that they're a print magazine and that right, they're re- yeah. releasing this on the web, but their magazine's going to be released in December. So right. that's still the Rolling argument Stones there. also has that too. Right, yeah. yeah. Maybe not so much. Nowadays. No. What's no. the other one you said? Slant? Stereo Gals. Oh, what is yeah. Slant? Slant is tech, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's, uh, Frick, what's it called? The... I, I don't remember. <laughs> complex. Yeah, complex. Right, yeah, complex. That's, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> See, you knew what I was talking yeah. about. I think a lot of these publications are just racing to put their name out there faster. Yeah. Get that number one spot. like On the Google searches yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But that's is that even how like Google searches work? Yeah. Yeah. It definitely like you'll go higher. Whoever is first depending is. on your tags and not depending on your first, but how many clicks you get. Right. So if you're the first person to be on the 2018 best albums, whatever. You're getting the early. Then you're going to get more clicks, clicks and then yeah. you're going to get higher. And it just it's like a rolling ball kind of. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so do we want to talk about having any predictions that because usually yeah. every year there's a general consensus consensus of an album being on the top scorpion no scumbro <laughs> well, well like something like damn damn was on top of every 27 or 2016 2017 yeah i think 17 2017 yeah i think i think 2016 yeah. was uh not popo pimp no to pimp no, no that might have been 2015 that was, that was untitled unmastered was 2016 right, right. yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still think Scorpion is going to surprise and be on lists. I could see it on Rolling Stone. <laughs> Rolling Stone really comes I out. I, I think it, it got pretty panned across the board, did it yeah. not? But so did Views, though. Did Views show up on... And I think I'm pretty sure Views still ended up on lists. Usually it's Rolling Stone that yeah. puts yeah, those Rolling kind Stone of albums. doesn't have much. Yeah, they don't have really that much integrity. No. <laughs> anymore, at least. They don't have that clout anymore. No, not at all. <laughs> No, but I, as I was saying before, I'm thinking it might be Dirty Computer. Now, this album, I don't love personally. I think it's not as good as her other releases. Still a great album, but I could see a lot of publications loved it, and I could mm-hmm. see her being on top. I know you also didn't like it, but I could definitely see Kidsy Ghost being pretty high on the list. It was mm-hmm. pretty, yeah. pretty well received. I could see... I think you're you're right with Dirty Computer. I could probably even see Mitski. I could see Be the Cowboy hitting some lists. Yeah, I could see that. What about any like big surprises that might surprise people being on top? Like being, like something like I don't know, like Pitchfork putting this artist not like number one, but high up, and they're like, oh wow, we didn't expect that at all. Right? I think one of like the more mainstream artists that I guess like I'm expecting to be relatively high up is going to be Cardi B's album. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like that's like a very rare occasion of like a radio pop friendly album yeah. also getting like very well received with critics and in general the populace. Yeah, it was like 24K Magic too. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't I think that's not necessarily a surprprise but it's rare I guess yeah. I should yeah. say right? yeah no I could definitely see that that's one I would probably agree <coughs> with you there mm. yeah I could see similar to like Cardi B maybe Rico nasty uh, mm. yeah that one. maybe Sophie I feel like Sophie will be like the indie darling yeah yeah 
she'll probably mm. be up there. It's always. I don't, I don't in- think there was any like huge standouts. Like I, I think like there will be like some like the more um, indie kind of mm-hmm. things are gonna put. I th- definitely think Year of the Snitch will be on a lot of them. I yeah. thought that album was pretty yeah. yeah, there, there was Death Heaven. Really Death Heaven will be making lists. Yeah, as the token metal. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be the token metal release. Yeah, yeah. Every release has to have that. Yeah. Astro World. We can't forget Astro World. Yeah, that would probably make oh, some. Oh right. Lists. Yeah. yeah, I just don't like that album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I think that's kind of it, it. It's it's always interesting, <laughs> though, to see these publications come out with it. But then you go and dig deeper to the sites that give you a lot of stuff that you missed out on, like stuff that's not highly listened to or seeked out, like the quietest, tiny mixtapes. And even Bandcap has a really good list. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So those ones I'm looking forward to. Do you guys know how... A lot of these publications do these lists. Is it like a voting system internally? I'm always been curious. Honestly, yeah. I think it's it w- usually within the staff in some sort of capacity. Like, yeah. It's, I wonder if like everybody submits one or if it's like a vote. I kind of always been curious, I guess. I think they all submit like top five, 10 lists and then five, they compile ten. it pretty much mm. like into a, like which albums were listed. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. At least that's how I've understood like Heavy Blog and like Pitchfork. Yeah. Waypoint talked about it one time, yeah. I believe. They, they talked about how they kind of compiled it. And they also did like what Andrew said, kind of like they submit their list. And then from there, you can kind of like place like your your bet on one. Be like, <laughs> But other than that, it's like mostly just gone by like the general yeah. ranking. Because yeah. you're, you're right. There is publications aren't just one person. It's right. a bunch of staff members, right? The bigger, so. the more work it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, the album we're talking about today, I could see that making it. High on a lot of lists. Yeah. Rosalie. Rosalia. Yeah. 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 Well, it's already like, she just said. Is it Rosalia? Rosalia. Yeah. That's how. Because I. I I think so. Because I watched uh, Fantano's review and he said Rosalia. Yes, just uncultured (laughs) swine. Yeah, uncultured swine. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember my Spanish from high school, really. I would, I think with the accent, it would be Rosalia. I think it's Rosalia. Yeah, yeah that, that's what how I see it. But mm-hmm. uh, regardless, I guess that's just go. You want to guys want to go into it then? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Andrew, on, to, on in regards to yeah, we'll start off with yeah. my album. I guess as we usual. always do. Always yeah, do. as as usual. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I picked an album by Rosalia. We're just gonna go with that <laughs> name for now. Yeah. Uh, if we are butchering it, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, um, the album name is. Uh, El Mal Kier, I'm pretty sure. Kier? Yeah. Kier? El Mal Kier. Yeah. Honestly, when we're talking about it, I'm going to just go by like, uh, the, the bad wills. No. Well, is there English names? <laughs> I thought there yeah. was. Yeah. I, I, I was going to call uh, it chapter one. Because oh, yeah. it goes chapter <laughs> one to fair. 11. That's what I'm That's also yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to try and pronounce like, it. I was thinking, I, was like, I really like the song, but then I was like, oh, how am I going to pronounce I'm, it? I'm, yeah. I there's want... some of these. There's some of these that I could probably do. Some of these I would absolutely destroy. Yeah, no, but no, yeah. no. I, I, I understand. A... I, I want to try and pronounce them. I'm going to put Yeah, no, I think it was... I. In tandem with like the genius translate, and then like uh, someone had done a screenshot of like the uh, the iTunes preview mm-hmm. with the English translations. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. The so. Uh, the album name in English is the Bad Will. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And basically, she's a Spanish artist. 
Mm-hmm. Her first album was huge. Los Angeles. The, yeah, Los Angeles. And the, the flamenco, the sort of uh, Spanish style of guitar and everything. Yeah, the classic. Folk album. Like yeah. Latin, Latin pop. Yeah. yeah from and like a modern, very modern, uh, mm-hmm. modernized. Yeah, and she sort of transitions into this more pop alt R&B sound on this record. And she does it really nicely. She doesn't forget her flamenco roots at all. There's the hand claps and guitar throughout the release, mm-hmm. just mixed in with a lot of more bass, like electronic bass, and then the sampling too on it and everything. There's some like incredible samples on this. Yeah, there are. Yeah. First off, like immediately on first listen, um, Malamente. Malamente. And also Baghdad. Baghdad, the Crimea River sample. The Crimea River yeah. uh, melody. Or it's the melody. Yeah. yeah, it's not a sample, right? Yeah. 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 And then I, I like, I, I thought it was just like a subtle lifting. I didn't even know that she like initially went to JT. Yeah, no, no. It <laughs> apparently doesn't approve this kind of thing. That's what yeah, she not was often. saying, right? Not often. Yeah, not often. And so she is thrilled yeah. to get it approved. Yeah. Mm. So kind of just a swing back. What yeah. I what I thought was really interesting about this, rare for pop albums, is that it's a concept album. Mm-hmm. Very rarely see pop it's a concept real albums, deep right? concept album. It's like a very deep, right? Like, it's like uh, a 14th century novel yeah, called Flamenca. There's Flamenca another, 13th century. There's another yeah. pop concept album this year, actually. Dirty computer. <laughs> well, regardless, it's rare, right? It's, yeah, rare, it's rare for there to be. I, I just like, wanted to point that out, though. That's yeah. funny, though, because you're saying it's rare, and then there's another one. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. two in an entire year is not it's a still lot. Rare. It's, you could, it's, it's still rare. Every week, you could list though. off 15 prog metal albums or a concept album, right? Yeah. <laughs> that might be an unfair comparison, I know. Though, right? <laughs> uh yeah, just that was already like to cap it off. I had no idea. Like, I listened to all the singles, but I had no idea that it was going to be a concept album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, going into that, I was like, kind of surprised when yeah. I saw that. Um, in no way turned off, obviously. I've always loved that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else I actually had to say. <laughs> <laughs> I like about that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the influences on this record, too. I really enjoy too. Like she, she explained that James Blake was a big part in it, and I love James Blake. And you can see that in a couple songs in here. Uh, Her so, use of like auto tune and like, yeah, yeah, uh, like the synthy like sampling is like very similar. Yeah, the song mm-hmm. Nana especially, and I then Day uh, Ake No Salas. That that song as well, the one with the motorcycle sample. This oh, beginning, right? That was so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's one. That, that was a track I actually wanted to talk about. That was yeah. like the highlight moment for that song. It was like the 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 motor revving. Yeah, and like along with like the rhythm. Yeah, I know that joins in it's with so it. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. You wanted to talk about it though. Oh, well, I, I mentioned in, in our chat, I was like, this this album instantly brings back some nostalgia. And it's like mainly because I think it's just like maybe more popular in world music in general. But like this yeah. music is so reminiscent of like my parents, like Punjabi Indian music. Mm-hmm. And like instantly, as soon as I heard that song specifically, like the way that she like does like the vocals and like how she, I don't know what it's called, but like when you like go through like different like bars and you're just kind of like humming. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of know what I mean? Yeah. She's like going through, it's like a super impressive. Super, it's like, that is what like all Indian female artists do. And like, as soon as I heard it, it was like, oh, instant, like, so like, Whoa. just like, like brought back, like, into- like brought back and like sitting in the backseat of my parents' car, like on the way to temple, like in the morning on Sunday. Cause that was mainly when I heard Indian music. Mm-hmm. So instantly, like so much of this is, um, so just like reminiscent of mm-hmm. other like Indian music, specifically just world music in general. And it's just, it's really really nice well to add on to that i don't know if uh punjabi music is directly influenced from arabic music but flamen- is. flamenco is influenced like they borrowed styles okay. from arabic music so that, that makes, makes sense, sense. That, that makes perfect sense right? yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's all i really had to say it's just yeah. like instantly just, no, wow. no. so much nostalgia that, and like something that i would obviously never have that definitely that connection having to a certain album is wonderful to have, especially making you feel like warm and fuzzy inside, like mm-hmm. nostalgic. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's nice. Yeah, no, I think uh, this album had this really, this really great vibe of just like very cinematic feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also something that like I kind of immediately recognized from like even like my light dive into like Bollywood kind of films like a lot of this kind of Wait, you, sound, i didn't even know that yeah <laughs> i like i watched like one or two like two years ago oh, wow, that's, that's kind really of really funny i didn't know that <laughs> when you said deep dive i thought you meant like i like light like and light dive. Like light dive i said light dive light dive, dive. <laughs> he, he put his foot in the kitty pool yeah, on his yeah. i like <laughs> dipped it in yeah so far that's pretty funny i had no idea you never mentioned that to me it's so funny no that's hilarious <laughs> Yeah, but no, yeah, as like that similar type of feel with it, even like just like like the the strumming kind of thing. Like every, I wrote down somewhere that this song, these this, these albums don't feel like natural, like just like the natural progressions of a song. Like it feels like segments of the song are meant to be like transitions into a different scene or a different like moment mm-hmm. or chapter. Not just even within the chapters as they are as song titles, but like within the songs itself, like it feels like it's transitioning you to a different time or moment in a scene. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So like overall, like this just, it just feels like, yeah, no, I, a film or a story. It's like very, like this could be like a soundtrack to a film and you wouldn't, you wouldn't realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think she actually wanted you to feel that way because I was reading something similar that each track had a little, little like other name in brackets or parentheses almost. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a sort of feeling she wanted you to feel within mm-hmm. each track. And so maybe that's like what she was going for, like exactly what you were describing, like bringing you to a certain scene in this concept. Does Spotify not have the name in brackets? No, it's, uh, it has that. Yeah, the colon after it, pretty much. So like, it'll it'll have like the chapter and then like yeah, uh, yeah. So like for example, like Malamente is meant to be, um, augurio. Yeah, yeah, augury. Augury. Yeah, how you pronounce it? That's like the English. That's English translation. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah, so yeah. it has it in yeah. English. Yeah. yeah, on yours. No, no, no. It, like that, that's what I've found the translations to be. Yeah, yeah. Like overall for the songs oh, and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I understand. So yeah. like, and Baghdad is yeah. uh, liturgia, which is liturgy. Yeah. Yeah. So like Malamente is badly in English. Chapter one, augury, mm-hmm. and then the second one is that the moon does not come out. Chapter two, wedding. Yeah. Hmm interesting etc etc so uh, yeah i definitely agree with the somatic feel that the whole album has yeah brings you to a certain scene that she wants you to feel yeah 
Uh, I, I just want to talk about uh, the song Renango, though. Yeah, dispute. The song, the song <laughs> that's just basically classic flamenco style with the vocal style, the strains and everything. Mm-hmm. R- reminded me very Bjorky, too, on how like she experimented with it, too. Mm-hmm. Just the, the pacing of it, the whole song. It's probably one of my favorite tracks on the album. Yeah. I think that yeah, you you said something there that I definitely agree with is like I listened to Los Angeles and a bit of preparation for this album because mm-hmm. I was curious as to like what the uh, what the evolution of her would have been like and I didn't initially un- until like reading up about it today I didn't initially know that that this was the case mm-hmm. but Los Angeles is meant to be uh, Los Angeles is reworkings of flamenco classics yeah. like they're all yeah. just like a yeah. They're all just like modernized reworks, and then like even in this album with uh, El Mal El Malquere, um, there's just a lot of really interesting experimentation within the album. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like your natural like pop album. Oh no, your typical pop, pop album. No, yeah. she could have totally went that route, but she managed to fuse the two without yeah. it feeling like forced. Yeah, a lot of artists for an artist that has previously worked with uh, Balvin. Mm-hmm. I think is it KJ Balvin or oh uh, J Balvin? Yeah, J Balvin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone who has collaborated with like J Balvin and uh, Pharrell and stuff before. She easily could have just like accepted her role as a. Yeah. <laughs> typical like americanized spanish artist mm-hmm, but she, but she didn't. she didn't she wanted to bring her culture her style flamenco yeah to a wider audience and it worked excellently yeah yeah which is it's hard to do it's super <laughs> difficult to do yeah. but like this is an album that yeah, like no. the new york times is interviewing rosalia no no yeah and this <laughs> this album like if you go and see the reviews for it it's just all like high reviews high praise, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a single bad thing said about it. And I think it's just, it, it, this album comes at like the perfect time for our generation and for uh, our culture right now because it's just like so much of that this album is talking about and uh, how it sounds sonically is such a product of like our culture right now mm-hmm. in terms of like this, uh, this female empowerment movement. Like, mm-hmm. she is just. Yeah, expressing like this strength and energy that we're like it, everyone is talking about. Yeah, it's like the last track on the album, isn't it? Something to do with a uh, to any man, chapter eleven, power. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. which is basically about woman empowerment. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and like you see it in the the music videos a lot as well. Like I think her music videos have oh, lend themselves to be very similar to like too. Not to mention, yeah. I feel like to me, like I always imagine or I always kind of look at and compare them to like what Beyonce's music videos were like for Lemonade. Mm-hmm. Like these are all just like visually just so great. Oh, <laughs> like really cinematic yeah. and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The storytelling is just top notch. I think uh, the one that I always think of is uh, Chapter 3. It's a uh, Pien- Pienso en Tamira. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah, yeah me too. I think in your, I think in your Mira, like that music video is like there's so much just like different vibes and different uh, 
different sections of cultures that I think she's trying to show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only one that I ever watched was Malamante. Malamante was she a good one too. Like hit by a car. Right. And yeah. everything, I remember that. You that should was like a really well done music. You should definitely watch Chapter 3. I think that's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah. I'm not normally a music video guy. Oh, I'm such a music video I know guy. you are. I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Like, yeah, I just said you like two music videos in the course of like a week last week. Yeah, I watched both of those. are good. Yeah. but I talked to Veronica about uh, the Daniel Caesar one, and she like opened my eyes to a bit of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that later. later. We'll talk about it after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, even just like, like there's so much really great orchestral moments in this. Like just like everything sounds so lush and so pretty. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to Baghdad because like as soon as I heard it, that's kind of the song that really floored me. Maybe it's just because like I have my Justin Timberlake bias already. <laughs> but just like as soon as the melody hit, I was like, oh shit. Oh shit, this is Crimea River. <laughs> it's an incredible song. Though, it's so Regardless good. of that. Yeah, regardless of like the 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 melody lending yeah but like i looked up the lyrics in english because i was like i wonder if she's just saying the same words i was, I was kind of <laughs> curious if like even if she went to that extent to to bring it into the story mm-hmm. but the lyrics in english for that melody segment is and it's going to burn if it's still there the flames go to heaven to die there's no one else out there there's no one else mm-hmm. and i was just like oh like, mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> Hits you hard. What else? Ah, there's a. This is why you're the lyric guy. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys listen to her first album? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking like uh, Los Angeles, or is there an earlier one? That's one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like the black, uh, the black and white cover. Yeah. No, this is my first dive into her. Mm-hmm. Never, I never checked out her previous work. So it's like similar. It's very set like vocally. It'll be. Yeah, it's still flamenco style, but it's very folky, mm. not like yeah. pop. It's just folk tunes pretty much. Interesting. It's more like just like one kind of acoustic guitar or something yeah, like that. It reminds you of like typical Spanish, <laughs> like guitar music. So this is like a pretty like big outreach for her. Yeah. yeah okay. She tried to combine pop music with. Mm, okay. This is a, a more vibrant listen, mm-hmm. I would say. But yeah, no, what else? Um. I, Nana, that was the one I recognized with like the reverb and yeah. like the raindrops. That's the James Blake influence on that yeah, one. Yeah, that's the one that he was talking about, yeah. Which one has the Arthur Russell sample? Is that the last track, I'm pretty sure? No, it's the 10th track. It's 10th track, track, yeah. I think at least. That, that one's... Uh, yeah, so I didn't... See, I didn't even initially know who uh, Arthur Russell is. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I understand now that I guess he's like a bit of a big electronic artist. No. No? No. Is he- I think he's, he's just he's sampled he's a just, lot. Isn't right. he like a cellist? He, he is an electronic artist too. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. I, I, from what he, I understand, he does like classical music. That's I think how I've heard of him. He basically mm-hmm. incorporated. Uh, let's see, experimental in Indian classical music. Yeah, I guess he's a little bit of everything. Yeah, no, it's basically all over the place. Oh, yeah, he is a cellist though. What yeah, no, yeah, he he incorporates all of it into his music. Mm-hmm. I think the song that I, I would highlight the highest would still be like the second single for this album, which is a uh, chapter three. Yeah. Chapter three. That one just has like the perfect blend of the flamenca with like the poppy roots. Like the chorus is just so sticky. Mm-hmm. It also starts off like right away like with like yeah. a beautiful line. Like she, 
<laughs> yes. Like she's like just like it just like instantly shows off how talented she is at singing. Mm-hmm. And it just like doesn't stop. And that's what I love about that. I like the obviously the big issue for all of us is none of us speak Spanish. So yeah. we can't at all dig into like anything to do with the lyrics. I never even looked them up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I never looked at translations no, me neither. or anything. I just no. like, yeah. it didn't matter to me, I guess. But but I've been always been a big fan of like world music in general and I've never had a problem connecting with it even if I don't understand it. So uh, yeah. I guess I maybe yeah. that's like why I never really seeked it out to understand mm. what's going on. Plus, like we've said before, Aiden's the lyric guy. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I looked up about. some lyrics here and there. I, did, I definitely didn't have enough time to really do a lot of this album justice and yeah. deep dive into it. But all of it follows like the 14th century story. And it's just like the way she describes it is like this story of this woman who is ends up marrying a, a man. And through this jealousy that he has of this woman she ends up being imprisoned and she wanted to throughout the album. She wants to explore like how she puts it like the, the darkness or the darker side of quote unquote love. And you can feel that and hear that throughout the record all over the place. Like there really is like a, there's like a real tension despite all of the prettiness in this album. If that makes sense. Oh yeah. 100%. I think we spent uh, enough time on that album. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did anyone notice like uh, there was uh, there's the one where like there's like the sword unsheathing sample, but did anyone know like what sounded like Street Fighter? I never noticed. Mm, maybe in uh, <laughs> which one is it? Is uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Maldicion, chapter ten. Okay, we'll listen together. There's like after. this synth intro, and then like around the end of the song. It has like that very familiar like ching. Da, da, da. I, I don't know how to describe it. I personally don't remember. That's yeah. like the. Uh, it just sounds so similar to like. It could be because that's the how song. it would sound when me and Kieran play like played Street Fighter when we were younger. Yeah, it could be because that's the song that samples Arthur Russell, and that sample could sample. <laughs> that actual song could have sampled that. Yeah, could look into it, right? Mm-hmm. Samples within samples. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wild. wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that that's that's all I have to say about it's a good album. Yeah. Highly recommend yeah, anyone. I would highly recommend yeah. it to you. All highly recommended. Easy when we agree. Big two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super easy when we agree. Yeah. All right, do we want to move on to the second album? Mine? Yep. Yeah. We'll do that. All right. The album that I brought to the table this episode was the oceans uh fainer fainerzoic fanerzoic fanerzoic that's how you, yeah a lot of difficult words <laughs> this episode <laughs> this album like as soon as i saw it i haven't listened to metal in like a decent bit and as soon as i saw the album name and i looked at the track listing i was like this is a metal album yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can't pronounce talking, any of it talking about it. geological time pretty much yeah yeah the car- carboniferous rainforest collapse yeah and that's an actual event in history yeah. it's all about geological time this whole yeah. album even the great dying yeah Who that's the confirmed? permian that's the permian extinction where basically yeah. <laughs> 96% of life on earth got extinct yeah jesus christ <laughs> so, so oh, if you, sorry no, go ahead yeah so this is a this is the first part of a two part album all within the paley 
Paleozoic, period. If you don't know about the ocean, they are a progressive metal, post-metal band, yeah, sludge I mean, metal, uh, started in Germany, probably like mid, I think with, you know, in 2000. It was early that's when they, yeah. yeah, that's when they kind of started out. But generally, if not all, their albums kind of follow a very, a very specific concept. Yeah, they, they already did a Geological Time album before their second album. It was uh, the Precambrian. Yeah, Precambrian. Um, which is basically the the era, or I think the eon. No, it's the era before the Phanerozoic, which... I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the Phanerozoic yeah. is an eon. I've never listened to the ocean before mm-hmm. on the actual con- to- topic of them. Mm-hmm. And like the music, <laughs> so I have just rocks and eras. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, it's a dumb story. I think I already told you guys, but like I accidentally listened to the, to the, the instrumental all the way up until the track Nascent, the one that features Catatonia. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I know this song has vocals because I've heard it before. Right? Yeah. <laughs> then that's when I realized, and I was like, Oh my god, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, uh, yeah. So, like, I've never listened to them. I've heard, I know Aiden has been a big fan because he liked the album Plagial. Plagial, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I was right? real hyped on that album. I remember him buying the album and everything back in like, 2013. I remember that yeah. clearly. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't know that they were like, kind of proggy sounding, so I was a little surprised by that. Mainly because Aiden was never really that big of a fan of prog, from what I remember. Yeah. But I really liked it. Like, front to back, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Nascent is definitely the standout track for me because I'm a huge fan of Catatonia yeah. and the vocal style. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like I'm not necessarily in any way against harsh vocals, but it's definitely like, not my favorite style anymore. So I wasn't like the biggest fan of the vocals throughout. I never really yeah, especially, had any moments yeah. Especially because the ocean comes out of the sludge metal scene, so they have a yeah. very hardcore influence, yeah. like harsh vocals. Yeah. Yeah. But the instrumentals were great. <laughs> like actually like, actually like, like yeah, with the vocals and without like they're like they're very incredible. impressive yeah right like no. that was definitely a standard they're really talented drumming was very yeah like, the drumming's i don't have incredible. any like, i don't know any technical things about music and maybe i should learn yeah <laughs> but like so i can't ever explain what like, but like i know ex- what i'm thinking about yeah hear. like you know exactly that uh, yeah this like, is good and there's kind of a reason behind why it's yeah, good i know wish i could explain but yeah i think for me like the, what this is like one of those albums that is just like this is one of those bands that have, have always been just really tightly knit and like understand how to write a good song. And that is kind of, which is kind of the issue that a lot of prog bands end up kind of falling into where like you have so many narcissistic characters that want to just create moments for a song and not a song. <laughs> Dream theater. What up? <laughs> no, I think I would say every knockoff Dream Theater band. Oh no, yeah. Dream Theater nowadays though, it's oh, it's, it's just uh, John Petrucci and Jordan Rudis soloing over each other. Really? They're they're taking turns soloing. No one else writes music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. So that's probably like that's been one of my biggest gripes about Prague for a while has been that, and I've always felt like the Ocean has always kind of understood that, has always kind of had this understanding about how to songwrite, how to make really good sections of songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even like this is a this is the first album that kind of introduced a, a further extension of them using like analog synths. 
Ooh. Like that wasn't something that they touched nearly as much as this one. As as this one. Yeah. Mm. And it like it works so well. Like this is a the analog synths don't like fight the instrumentation in the song. Like it usually ends up kind of like soaking with the instruments or like bl- flowing alongside or just blending in with it. Like there's a nice blend to yeah. the synths. Mm. And that I'm like talking. for for a band that is you their first time kind of diving into that usage or this much usage, like it worked out really well. Yeah. And on top of that, I think with prog bands, a lot of the time with using synths, they go over the top and it just doesn't blend well <sighs> with the music. Yep. It yeah. Just, I was, was going to go back to like what Aiden said is like, in, in a lot of prog, it feels like um, everybody, all the instrumentals are fighting each other. But mm-hmm. in this one, they're definitely like complimenting each other. Yeah, like the the synth, for example. Like I, I will always be a big fan of synth and everything. Obviously, I like a lot of electronic music, but like in a lot of prog, it definitely is almost jarring because it comes in suddenly and then very like aggressively. Yeah, like, with, like, a like there's no fade. Something. There's no like there's no like aspect of it, like being there and then like rising or and then falling or anything it's just kind of like it'll be like suddenly like it'll be like yeah. a drop of like I, a hard synth and i instantly like, just think of a uh, limb from limb yeah which like i didn't know that when that first out when that album first came out but that was that's a solo from the dragon forest dude oh really yeah <laughs> oh i didn't know that either really yeah that's like their guest spot on the album was oh that's really the funny, dragon actually. forest keyboard dude <laughs> that's really funny <laughs> but yeah that's a, that's a good example Cause like that's just like it's super like it's not like intrusive at all, but it's just like super there and super not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like almost jarring, right? Yeah. And it's just so that's what I like overall about this is like there's never moments of like why is this where did this come from or why is this here? It was like it either grew in, rose in, or was like there. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's refreshing. I think it helps that the ocean didn't really start off necessarily as a prog band. Mm. So I think that helped them understand how to like incorporate this stuff where. I feel like the problem with most modern prog is like, let's see how much we can fit into one song. Yeah. yeah. Let's see how epic we can make a it. A lot of symphonic. Yeah. 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 No. I would say uh, through like a lot of interviews, they've talked about like what themes they generally follow. Like this band has gotten like a lot of flack in certain circles for like either talk, like being very like anti-Christian or like, a little too deep in like the uh what's new in metal yeah christian yeah. they're like this is like a deep uh i guess you would say like cynical view of like world and life overall mm-hmm. like i think they've gone like a bit like they've gone a bit of flack here and there about that from what i understand at least in like the german metal circles yeah that's, that's what i was reading up on it, it's it sounds like they could get flack for that but it's like what did you expect listening to metal almost yeah. a lot of metal is sounds similar to that yeah conceptually it's like going on 4chan and being insulted by something you read it's like did you are you surprised yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's, i don't know yeah like, I, I feel like there's way more aggressively like disgusting for lack of a better term like metal. yeah grindcore for example like yeah. there's so much aggressive shit in metal that like this is nothing and yeah. i don't see why they would get any flack honestly yeah, no it's weird what people will get angry about yeah 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 no the the central theme throughout this album and i think in a lot of the ocean's discography is kind of this idea of like repetition 
and you, you get that from the second track right away like it's titled eternal recurrence mm-hmm. which ties into like the concept that they're talking about robin stapps kind of gets that idea from niche's uh concepts and philosophy it's mm-hmm. like the concept that like everything happens over and over again like anything that has happened has been repeated or will continue to repeat mm-hmm. and so like even like that idea is referenced in Cameroon too with like oh we'll always be reversed and then like i instantly from me listening to the ocean after pelagial i really liked uh heliocentric for some reason that's the like the album that seemingly i was kind of tied tied myself to Mm -hmm. and does like the closer of that is like with the origin of god like who made your architect where does he come from what is he made of yeah like it's just like the idea of like these gods or like these things have a repeated existence i don't know i just found (laughs) lyrically i always find that interesting like they make it they make their lyrics interesting to look at but they also just sound nice to hear, like I'm not kind of just groaning. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And also like vocally, um, he's not the, as we made clear, I guess, Robin Stapps, the guitarist and the uh, background vocals generally. He is the one that writes most of the songs and Loic is, Loic Rossetti is uh, the vocalist for the band and he is just like in top form in this album. Yeah. Like yeah, he's really coming into his own. Yeah, like going like he, back and listening to earlier albums, you can see a massive yeah. improvement. Yeah, Have like he, he is consistently improved overall. Like he's always been like an interesting singer, but like he's just consistently like maybe not like, like technically good, but yeah. like his voice wise though sounds good. Yeah, like he he fits well in the genre. Like he's by no means like my favorite harsh vocalist, but I think he's grown to be one of my favorites for harsh vocals. As, and on top of his cleans. Yeah. Has he always been a part of the band or did he join in after? He joined in after a certain point, if I recall. I don't remember. Yeah. I think one or two albums didn't have him. And then for the rest oh, of it, so he's, he's been, been for, like, at least he, a for a while. He has okay. been. So yeah, at least yeah. like a decade. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, Loic really plays with the dynamic of light and heavy. And he always kind of has, like, he's always been able to do cleans and harshes. But I think in this album, like, is really present in concept production and instrumentation alongside his vocals like there's always like this really solid dynamic at play with like light moments heavy moments that fit really well with the instrumentation and the concept of just like some moments are just going to be heavy some moments are going to be more airy or light and more clean yeah and like it just i don't know what it is about it but like everything just kind of works really well no yeah i agree completely this album flows like super nicely like yeah it's not jarring at one moment at all yeah and i guess we do have to we do also have to talk about this the catatonia appearance (laughs) i didn't know of this initially yeah but i was reading up uh heavy vlog is heavy did a review and who knows how he got this i don't know how he got this knowledge because supposedly it's famously but um, if you didn't know, Jonas ranks <laughs> from Catatonia. From the, the I'm, singer guessing, from, I'm guessing that's close enough yeah. for his name, right? Yeah. The, the, I don't know how to pronounce it either. <laughs> the singer from Catatonia, um, he has a guest spot on Devonian Nascent. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, his guest spot was always meant for Precambrian. Oh, really? Like, I'm not sure if it was, like, specifically this vocal, like, this the singing 
Well, or like they've always tried to get him in on a song, and like it's been since Precambrian oh, that they've Catatonia wanted to get him. back then. Uh, yeah, they would have been more death doom instead of their brand of gothic metal. They gothic yeah. progressive metal they do nowadays. So yeah, yeah. They're on hiatus now, aren't they? Are they? I didn't know. Catatonia. That. I didn't. Yeah, know I thought that. they're on. I think they're on hiatus now. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no. He. Uh, this is Eden's review. This is why I also really jumped on reading his review because mm. i love eden but <laughs> well i heard this is eden's review and i was like why is eden talking about himself? <laughs> shout out to eden <laughs> shout out to eden <laughs> yeah um he said that a guest spot which famously was always meant for picamrian alongside the other many illustrious guest spots on that album i feel like i have to go back to that album because i didn't know that there is like guest spots on it okay yeah but i'm gonna look into it yeah um I don't know, man. Sonically, like this album is just so good. <laughs> like, literally, like Precambrium or uh, the the fame, the, this album. Yeah, like it literally kind of like, as it even says with the second title, like the Precambrian explosion like literally explodes into the second mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. and it just like feels like that. Oh, they took literal geological time and applied music to that. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What is uh? What would you say your favorite track is? My favorite track. Yeah. Oh. Uh, probably the Ordovician track. Really. Yeah. Or yeah. Solarian. One of those two. I would say Solarian. Yeah. Solarian. Yeah. Because I think it's yeah. I even said Dev. Well, how do you put Devonian? Devonian. Yeah. Yes. Nascent. The one with Catherine. That's like yeah. easily my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's honestly hard to pick out of a concept album what your favorite song is because they all just yeah. flow together. Mm-hmm. And like, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I also really like Carbon Carboniferous. Yeah, I like that one too. But I think like there there's a bit of a vocal moment on that one where he's like, I think that's the one with the whole Apex Predator bit, oh. where he does like the robotic voice though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 that was probably like my one. And he was like, eh. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like vocally, he is just in top shape. There's more albums coming from these guys, and I think he'll he'll end up being one of the. I mean, hopefully, their next one isn't their last. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he'll end up being one of the more renowned vocalists by the end of their career. Oh yeah. In terms of like the yeah. metal scene. Yeah. I don't even know how well regarded they are in the metal scene. Mm-hmm. It seems like. They're pretty big from publications. The Wikipedia page is really long for a metal band. So. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember their last album was on a bunch of metal album lists. Of the yeah. Year, like as number one. Plagial was definitely yeah, like was really like, well praised and well yeah, talked about. Yeah, it was like across the board number one. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that we kind of want to say about it? No. Would no, recommend? Yeah. Would, would everyone generally recommend? I'd recommend. Yeah, I'd recommend especially it. an introduction to the ocean. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty accessible, like, post-metal release. Yeah, Prog exactly. metal release. Like, yeah. there's nothing that is too, too in your face. No, not at all. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, if you're used to shorter songs, it might be a little difficult. Yeah, exactly. There's, like, a couple. Longer songs on there, yeah. There is, like, a nine-minute, 11-minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's two nine minutes and one 11 minute. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Typical could, for could be prog worse. metal. Yeah. Right? Could yeah. be worse though. Could be way worse. Yeah. Like at least it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome at forty seven minutes. No, not at all. That's right. the one thing that's surprising to me about the release, though, <laughs> that it's only forty seven minutes. Mm. Well, I mean, out of all three of our records, it is the shortest track list yet the longest, which I thought yeah. was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like both of ours had very short songs. Themselves, yeah, like two to three minutes. Yeah, exactly. You could go through them quickly, like yeah. bang bang bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would recommend that. <coughs> would recommend. I would recommend to you. Definitely on my list. Yeah. As like I think most of this episode's albums are yeah. probably on my list in some capacity, mm-hmm. which is a transition. Okay, I actually already talked about mine. Funny enough, <laughs> last week. Yeah, we talked about it a bit. Yeah, uh, for like a few minutes, but I ended up wanting to do a deeper dive into Vince Staples FM. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who wouldn't know quickly who Vin Staples is, he's like a rapper out of South Beach, Long Beach, right? North Long Beach. North Long Beach. Not North, that. North, 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 I should know. North, North. <laughs> <laughs> Long Beach in California. Um, and this one, it's like supposed to like, well, the track is FM. It even has like all the interludes and everything are like, they're like the whole album is shaped around being like, sounding like it's actually playing off the radio like the interludes are literally like kind of like a radio shows people calling in yeah and like trying to name artists and like all the stuff it's like yeah it's yeah. like framing itself as like this west coast like west long coast. beach radio station and, and like that's yeah. the voice that you hear on this album is the la radio host big boy oh really oh, not okay. to be confused with big boy the rapper <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know that yeah so that's really funny, okay, because it was like Big Boy Radio. And I was like, that's funny. I thought it was just the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah even, the, Boy. even the album cover gives that vibe that it's a yeah. sh- actual show, like an advertisement you would see like on the beach pier or something like that. Like tune into our... Yeah. Like, why don't we start with the album cover? Because I know Aiden does Oof. not like it. No. <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? I'm sorry. It, it was all right. <laughs> it's Dookie 2.0. Dookie 2.0. <laughs> I, I don't think it's like as I, bad as, as, as a Green Day fan. Sense. I feel insulted, <laughs> <laughs> but I will. I could see that. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I, like I'm not the biggest fan of style for sure. Like I definitely think that Big Fish Theory and um, Summertime 06. Summertime of Six had better album covers, especially like Summertime of Six. Well, of course, because it's taking influence from one of the most influential album covers, which. Summertime? Uh, summertime 06, yeah. Which one? Joy Division? Yeah, Joy Division. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You never okay. noticed that? I mean, like, I would assume, I would have assumed there was some correlation, but I don't it's, know. It's, it would be, it's rare, though, for a the, rap he, artist. He said it. He said it. He took it from It's Joy definitely, Division. like, from Joy Division. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But regardless. Yeah. I thought it was all right. Like, there's nothing, like, special about it, but it didn't necessarily be like, eh. Yeah, I didn't hate yeah. it. I didn't hate <laughs> it. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, offended, offended. I'm just, like, I'm not much of a fan of, like, what what visually just kind of looks like it's out of, like, a high school <laughs> A 90s binder. pop-punk album. That's what yeah. you think it looks but like. But it, yeah. it definitely gives, like, it does correlate with the feel of the album. Yeah, no, yeah that's, like, that's, like, it's, it's fun. Thought. It's yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's very summertime I mean, yeah. it's literally a beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> How can you get more yeah, summertime yeah, exactly. than that? But yeah. It's uh, very summery and fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, uh, I also want to just mention both of the the new 
new song, new, new, new Tiger Neural Sweatshirt. Tyga. I I thought the Tiger one was pretty good. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the Tiger. I thought uh, it was pretty good. Like I would like listen to it. Like, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't have a problem with Tiger personally. Yeah. He's like, he's like a he's not like a, no. he's like a big Sean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's like you don't put him on to have any kind of deep. No, thought. you would just have him on at a party. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Pretty, and yeah. No, like he has yeah. he has his time and place. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, a little um, pump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the new Earl sweatshirt so got me good. excited. Yeah, the production on uh, that short like twenty seconds. Yeah, no, it was so such good. a good tease. And then like yeah. the the single. So is that better than the single though? I yeah, would personally say really, yeah. Because the single didn't really bring much. I thought, like, the single was, like, interesting. It's nice. But, yeah, but it no. didn't have, like, any rapping or anything. No, it was very beat first. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It was yeah. Just, like, it was his like, his flow and cadence on the interlude, on this interlude is so good. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It made, it, it definitely, like, brought it up, like, from, like, okay, well, I mean, like, I, I, I really liked, I don't like shit. I don't go outside. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, that right? album's amazing. And I kind of forgot about him. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just like, I, he never appeared in news. Yeah. He never appeared in anything. He didn't release anything. He never had many features at all. R- so R- this was just like a huge just boost in like, oh, yeah, Earl Sweatshirt's a thing. Right? <laughs> Honestly, kind of seeing like the cult following he has on the internet, I'm beginning to think it's another like frank ocean situation where it's gonna like he's gonna build a fucking staircase and get people <laughs> hyped yeah <laughs> yeah i could see that yeah okay yeah. regardless we haven't even talked about the actual music no <laughs> yeah. Staples, yeah, we talked about earl Sutton's <laughs> yeah, music yeah. but um, not vince staples sorry vince yeah no even on like sorry just lyrically for the earl sweatshirt bit like he's referencing like his connection to to vince from such a like they've known each other since like they were young well i didn't know that that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah no, like if you, like Vince Staples has always had his connection to kind of like Odd Future, but yeah, like he's featured heavily on Doris too. Yeah, exactly. Like him and Earl Sweatshirt are like really good friends. Um, his is not his first album, but I think his second album was produced by like Mac Miller, who also has his relationship with mm-hmm. uh, Earl Sweatshirt. What but he was like. His his line was like I said bye to Vince one and lost fades on an island where he used to about he literally like at sixteen his mom sent him to Samoa mm. to like be with his family because she was like afraid of him being too far into like this rap culture. Oh really? Oh wow! Like that's why like you saw like all those free Earl and shit. That was like oh. Tyler and them talking about like missing Earl because Earl was gone for like two years or something. I had like that. no idea. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah, like he wow. got sent to like the military. Shit. Wow. <laughs> How old is he? Like now? I think well, at the time. At the time, I think he was like 17, 18. How old is he now? Like in He's his like, 20s, right? Yeah, so. like 22, 23, maybe. Still, oh, I mean, wow. Yeah. Fuck. It's crazy. Odd Future started when they're like so young. Really? Yeah. He's oh 24. Oh, wow. 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 That's actually crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. Like, I just yeah. always like assume that they're just like, just, like yeah. young looking guys. <laughs> to that point, like Vince Staples is like 23 himself. Yeah. Mm. A lot of rappers, when you look up their age, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. And then there's Kanye, who's almost 50. Yeah. And then like for, to end it off, Earl references like his dad dying. His dad died earlier this year, I think. Yeah. So he's like, rest in peace to my pops and the boy Ryland. Got to speak for the dead homies when they chime in. Mm-hmm. And then I, that the interlude just ends. But yeah, mad hyped for Earl Sweatshirt. 
Anyways, Vince Staples, right? Vince Staples. <laughs> um, I mean, the first, the opening track feels like summer. Yeah. Such a catchy hook. Yeah. I've, I love that track so much. Now is what definitely like starts it off. It's like, this is going to be good. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was going to no. be like, such a fun album. Yeah. Uh, I don't even, even for me, like, I wouldn't say like I was nervous for a new Vince Staples release because no. it's not, this isn't to say that I didn't like Big, Th- Big Fish Theory, but I was curious to see what direction he would take, like, musically and production wise. Yeah. It, I was almost afraid he was kind of go down the same route as like Tyler. Yeah. Where you're just getting like oh, crazy and like not crazier, but like more aggressive in style to the point where I'm not necessarily like I don't think it's a bad album anyway, but like I don't necessarily like Cherry Bomb, for example, by Tyler. Because right. I feel like mm-hmm. he goes a little bit too much into it, into like that abstract sound. Mm-hmm. And like I was afraid that Vince might go down the same route where he's just gonna keep on going with like a harsher, more aggressive sound to the point where it's like it's too much. Yeah. But I was, so I was really happy when he pulled back and this is just like such a fun album front to back. Yeah. Is there anything else? Sorry, do you want to say anything? Yeah, no, I, like he's he's generally been a bit probably one of the more open rappers. He's been one of the rappers that have been more open with using dance and electronic music for like his music yeah, style. Well, he had Sophie on his Big Fish Theory as yeah. a producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like there's like a lot of like there's a handful of like really EDM-ish moments on Big Fish Theory, especially. Mm-hmm. So like I think for me like even personally like I like Prima Donna a bit more than Big Fish I think. Really, I don't like Prima Donna at all. Yeah, I, think I thought Prima Donna was fine. I thought it was weakest release by far. Oh, I would say it's his weakest release for sure. Yeah, but I think Big Fish was my favorite before this album, and I think this has now become my favorite. Yeah, I, I remember, think this is him in his top form where he's like he's blended. I really like Hell Can Wait too, actually. Yeah, was that his, like his debut mixtape, whatever? Yeah, I think it's his first album. That's yeah, his first, first album. album. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know at home. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like Vince has consistently been trying to like perfect and tinker what his sound is. Mm-hmm. And this is like finally FM is like all of that coming into fruition. You can see that progression from like summertime to FM. Like, he's kind of just been tinkering with this idea of what he wants to sound like. And here it just sounds like he's not overthinking it. Yeah. And it's just he's having fun with. It. He's just having. I, I hate using that over yeah. and over again, but it's like that is the best way to describe this: is that he's just having fun, and you can hear it through the music because it has such an upbeat vibe. Yeah, no, the production on this release is phenomenal. Like it's outstanding, and that's one thing that I've always loved about Vince is like you were saying his dabbling in electronic music and the whole electronic scene, because he's always had his foot in there. Mm-hmm. Even on the song he had on the Black Panther album that earlier this year, it's yeah. really like house influenced and mm-hmm. it just gets you going. And you're like, yeah, this is the kind of rap I want to hear in the future. Like enough yeah. of this trap rap. I want like this. See, I think that also might be different on why uh, Aiden didn't like Big Fish as much. I feel mm-hmm. is that uh, he's not. He, I mean, like, for a good example of an album that I think me and Andrew love and you're not the biggest fan of is Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like it's just like I think me and Andrew are just more fans of like that electronic sound a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I think Aiden wasn't necessarily praising the house sound when he was mentioning it earlier, unless maybe I misinterpreted that. I yeah, think, um, yeah. I think, I think maybe was, you liked the ideas that he was. I liked going for. like lyrically and like musically overall. I think big big fish theory is good. Mm-hmm. I just think some moments. Some some songs were duds for me because of the 
sonic style of them that's at fair. the time. Yeah, yeah. And I'd have to go back and listen to it again to see maybe if that's changed. So does FM but, build on that for you and kind of take it in more direction appealing to you then? Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Like this is, as, as Jagna said, this is my favorite Vince Staples release. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what about you, Andrew? For favorite Vince Staples? Yeah. Like would, would you say it's a one of the better, one of the worst? I would say me? it's in the middle for me. Hmm. What's your number one side of curiosity? Number one? Uh, that's <laughs> difficult. Is it summertime or hell? Well, well, hell can wait. Every song on it I love, but it's pretty short at seven songs. And Big Fish Theory, it's like the production really stands out to me, sort of like a Yeezus in a sense. Mm. So it'd be between one of those two for sure. Interesting. And Mm. then, and then after that, FM and North North. So summertime or summertime. I know that's 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 a big track. Yeah, yeah. Summertime of six and FM are sort of in there after that. Yeah. And then, but Prima Donna. Yeah. yeah I, I don't yeah, even want like to listen to that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I, like, I like one song on it. Which one? I think ASAP Rocky's on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one, obviously. I, I, I definitely liked it more than you then. Like, yeah. it's yeah. definitely not a throwaway for me, but it's not. I felt like when it released, I was like, yeah, it's good. And then it never really came into general rotation. Yeah. I yeah. still listen to Big Fish, for example. And everything. Yeah. No. It's still an active rotation. Yeah. Um, the last, the closing track, Tweakin, I really like. Tweakin's real good. Tweakin, like the, the girl the, vocals. But I, don't I, know I who will, it is. that's Kalani. I will Kalani. say, <laughs> I will say I don't like Kalani. Uh, I really? can't stand Kalani. Yeah. Why I, is that? I could see that. There's like nothing interesting to me about her vocal style. I, I like it's just like her like really pushing like, she's just not as good at what she does as I think other people are. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I I have my own reasons to not like Kalani. She uh, cheated on Kyrie Irving and <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> fucking made him go bazooka on my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, in basketball. Oh, in basketball. Yeah. I was like, yeah, who, yeah. I was like thinking, who's Kyrie Irving? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, no. That's so funny. you want bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good. Time. I, I, I couldn't think of any other word. Mm-hmm. As a musician, she's not a fave of mine. So what did you think of her on Tweakin then? Like, she's okay? It's all right. You think it's fine? I Tweak, like, it, I like the intro of Tweakin. <laughs> Tweak, Tweakin, Tweakin. <laughs> no, the whole call. And the, yeah. Oh, the, the skit. The skit. To tweak, skit. Yeah. He was Tweakin, 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 yeah. Tweakin. <laughs> yeah, that was a great way to go into yeah. Tweakin. Yeah, yeah. The skit is also hilarious. Yeah. That is like my every, favorite. Every skit. single time the skit comes on, I actually try myself to think of a bunch of uh, Vanessa Williams. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like I might even be looking a bit too much into it, but like I feel like Vince Staples is like a clever enough and like self-referential like enough artist that he's talking about himself a little oh, bit, I, where he doesn't think he's Paul. He doesn't think. He doesn't consider himself like a popular entity. I really like the self-awareness he has, yeah. like as a person. Like that is that's what the big thing that I wanted to say about Vince Staples too is just like Vince Staples is probably one of the the rappers that I'm always like the most excited for, just because like his personality and like yeah, he's such like an interesting character. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just so to the fact, just like so blunt. That's what I yeah. love. Yeah, <laughs> there's like there's no bullshit with him. Oh, well, it's like it's like, it's like if he has like a, a has like a hot take he'll just throw it out there yeah. like without yeah. without anything he'll just go on yeah. snapchat or something and just throw out his hot take yeah <laughs> and the thing about his hot takes is like they're not just hot takes and like 
the regular sense where it's like, oh, he's just saying something to be like controversial. Like these are all hot takes that he's thought about and he's yeah. generally right about. Like yeah. they actually are like usually thought inducing. They're not just dumb controversy. Like if you've ever seen a, if you've ever seen the video of him, like Tyler, the creator is on this <laughs> one, but they're talking about like a <laughs> Vince Staples take is like Ja Rule has done more to help out hip-hop than we give him credit for. <laughs> oh, my God. And, like, his whole theory is, like, he's, like, y'all like Kanye, right? Y'all like TV, right? <laughs> y'all like 50 Cent? You like all this? And he's, like, Ja Rule had a hand in all of that. <laughs> it was just so yeah. funny. <laughs> and then he got in a ton of shit for the 80s, 90s hip-hop thing. He made that statement way back, and everyone had a hissy oh, fit about that, it. That it doesn't deserve as much credit as it gets. I honestly yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I do not like most '90s and '80s hip hop. Yeah, well, it yeah, just, it just does nothing for me. A lot of it I, sounds dated too, almost. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do still like the late '90s, early 2000s West Coast, like the Dre era. Yeah, that shit I will always fuck with. So good still. Now I think like NWA, like yeah, early yeah. Dre, like every the chronic, the, all that kind of eras. The stuff that sounds timeless so that you can pull out of the 90s and sound like it's released today. Like the more jazzy kind of stuff, like a Tribe Called Quest and yeah. early Wu-Tang. Yeah. And all their Earth solo. Chambers, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. De La Soul, stuff like that. Like, But then you go back and listen, like Eric B and Rakim, <gasps> that... They're, they're like a classic staple, but you just listen to the sound and you're like, this is so dated. Like they could add so much more to this, but at the time they couldn't because mm-hmm. it's a new thing, right? Yeah. But the rapping, it, it said it's a style of rapping for ages, like mm-hmm. super influential. I will always champion Mostef and Talib Kweli. Black yeah, Star. I, I don't like Mostef. Really? Like, I don't I don't understand why he's really? praised or like in anything. I listen to him. What have you what have you listened to? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Because you should definitely like, first off listen to Black Star. Like I also like don't like Tupac, Biggie. Yeah. But I he's don't I don't even okay, I, Black Star fine, I'll give it a listen again. Mm-hmm. Listen to Black Star and listen to Black on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Easily remind, remind me. Best shit. He was in his prime. <laughs> like uh, I don't know. Okay. I've Rip Mostef. I also just like, <laughs> I was also just kind of like, remember when Mostef, Andrew would know this, when he came out at Oshiega? Yeah. And he literally yeah, repeated yeah, yeah. the same line for like two yeah, minutes. Yeah. 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 I was like, this guy sucks. I remember thinking that. I was like, what is up with He's this like, guy? He is truly a shadow of his former self. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like Talib Kuali, I've always, like, on Black Star, especially, I would say I like Mostef over Talib Kuali. But like, they're still like, they are still like, phenomenal lyricists and rappers at that point now Talib Kweli is still like he can still compete okay. in terms of like today and like rapping overall <laughs> most def can't generally I don't think he's trying I, I don't think he is at all yeah most def is like done trying which I is know. really frustrating mm-hmm. but yeah taking the Kanye approach yeah yeah okay <laughs> fuck Kanye yeah <laughs> no. so I I I always love hearing what Vince Staples has to say just because, like, he, I like the attitude that he brings. Like, he's always, like, entertaining about it. He's just, like, like it always feels like it's not just, like, a big rapper, like, selling an opinion to sell himself. Yeah. Like, he seems like a legitimate fan of the culture and, like, an examiner of all things hip-hop because, like, he's like, I listen to hip-hop, too. I listened to hip-hop yeah. mm-hmm. back in the day. Like, he brings out his hot takes, not just to 
drag controversy and drag yeah. sales, but to actually discuss what he's talking about. Yeah. It's like, I actually want to talk about this. Let's talk yeah, about like, this, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about subs. Yeah. <laughs> that is my other favorite moment. <laughs> well, he's talking about subs, subs over dubs. Yeah, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's willing to tell things as he sees them or how, as he has seen them. Because if you don't know about Ben Staples, he has had a large background in like gangs and gang banging. Yeah. from like his young age like his mom was a part of it um and he was in the t i can't remember the gang name but he was in a certain gang for a while and so mm-hmm. like he talks about his history and his background and that he talks about like black culture and like the fetishize the fetishization that comes with it mm-hmm. like even like in the lyric on uh i think it's in feels like summer or outside i think it's maybe outside where you talk about like white fans at Coachella and like there's oh. a on genius. There was a certain video that was su- supplied with that lyric where they were talking about like all these white fans go to Coachella and go to shows like Ben Staples without knowing or having any prior history or knowledge of gang banging or anything like that. And don't know mm-hmm. their lyrics to his songs. Like there, the video was of, uh, of FM of seven forty five. Oh. It was from Coachella like last year of like seven forty five. Oh. And okay. them not knowing the lyrics to it. Mm. And it just like, a, it looked like a dead show. Nah, it's holy. <laughs> Which, like, man, if I was in there, I would have been going crazy. Hyped. I know. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I mean, just like on that topic of just like, I think he knows so well. Uh, the reason why I brought up FM was because at the end of the music video, uh, we, I kind of talked about it last week, but I'll bring it up again. Like, it's essentially Google Map Street View, and you're going around through the street view into different areas of like where you, an area of, of, Long, of, Beach, of yeah. Long Beach, I believe it's the same street he grew up on. Yeah. Right. So, um, just going through like all this different bullshit that's happening or whatever. And, uh, at the end, like you just like, it kind of like pans out of like the, the street view and it goes on to like a little white kid in like a very suburban house yeah. getting called down for dinner. And it's just kind of like, he knows his fans so well yeah. that it's hilarious. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, he knows, he knows exactly what he attracts. Yeah. And so like, I'm sorry to keep bringing up like his personality, but I keep remembering just moments. It was, it was covered on an episode of Atlanta, but Vince Staples was the one that caused like that real event. If you remember where like that white mom put out this like tearful video to her here saying that she heard North North on the radio with her with her kid in the backseat. Oh, for like the one the Black Area Network one. Yeah, right? yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. That yeah. was such a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> That yeah. was in the first season, correct? Like, I yeah. haven't so seen it's the first season. season. Yeah, yeah it was okay. the first season. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so like funny. that episode is joking on the this oh, controversy that came so out funny. like last year where like this white mom is just like bawling her eyes out because oh, she said she heard she North, North. on her Facebook yeah right? yeah okay like, I heard the song on the radio <laughs> and she's just bawling reading out the lyrics including the n-word <laughs> yeah. oh my god people are too sensitive <sighs> but then like he made his point about that it was like I feel that I feel what she's saying and everyone was like what <laughs> But you can tell, like, he thought about it. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what makes him so interesting to me. I don't know. I mean, the one He's that just, I like, was a highlight to me of, in that way. Not necessarily any kind of... I don't remember what it was, but he went on Snapchat 
or something, and he just started like yelling at his fans, I like swearing the... at them. And then he came, <laughs> then he pulls it like a few hours later, he like deleted everything, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that." That was like, the... I was just mad. Okay. That was the play. That was the Playboy thing. He was like, "Y'all are making fun of me because I have Playboys because I'm fucking in it, bitches." <laughs> and he was talking about the interview that's in it. He was like, "You're gonna die." <laughs> Like a quote for quote, he's like, "You're gonna die useless with no name." <laughs> and your mom, he's like, "And your mom is gonna think to, he's like your mom's gonna think you're a disappointment." You want? And then like an hour later, he's like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean that." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Your mom's still gonna love you and still think highly of you." I retract my statement. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh my was, like, god, my favorite moment. That was yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but. That, that that's what I also like. He does. He dick does like He's like that. And then and his he also music. then he also pulls out great music. Yeah. To actually go back to the music. Yeah. And like <laughs> strong. <laughs> I don't know much about all this. Like but. strong lyricism overall. Like just like there's such a, like an open honesty to what he's talking about. Like he'll not even in like the Drake way, but he's naming people that he's known people that have like died in his life from gangbanging. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. like he will use like a he'll kind of illustrate it through like wordplay or something like that, but you'll still kind of get what he means and be hurt by it in a way. But like even like on a, I think it's outside as well. You do saying like JB is the first one that like fouled out playing ball, and he's talking about like his his friend getting killed. Yeah, and little Johnny and all this, and it's like these aren't just names that he's pouring out that he's putting out. They they like he's sharing their story and sharing how he feels about the situation. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about hip hop too, is the storytelling within it. It's mm-hmm. usually incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think draws like an interesting comparison uh, to a lot of these new age rappers, Lil Pump, Lil Zen. Lil, yeah, it's Lil, all, all, it's all about the one liners nowadays. Yeah. Hip-hop. But it's just, I think like an interesting contrast, which will never ever, bring uh, them to the same level so they don't have any kind of experience for lack of a better term just like they have nothing that of value to really add like they they have no experience that they're talking about i think that's like a a big thing like like okay well i think hip-hop is definitely like is one of the most interesting when it comes to lyricism because of at least for me i mean obviously i'll say for all three of us like we have no relation to it so it's like an interesting perspective right yeah then Whatever, like brought back to Prague, it can give into like a different, like a more of like a intellectual, intellectual kind of like, you know, but it's just like hip hop is like usually like, I would say like, it's like more of like, I I would say it's more like Prague is like book smart and then rap is like street smarts, like, and everything. Yeah, in a way, right? It's just like, and also why a lot of well, I mean we were those people but like oh, I a lot of metal fans yeah. who were so obnoxious mm. yeah <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely those people but yeah. um, I, I don't know that's what I, I like about this is that he's like he like those those rappers are like whatever 6 9 XXX peep whatever little peep yeah uh, he, they, they're like they're, they're interesting people to follow but their music brings nothing to the table if you yeah. ask me right? mm, like, yeah that's an, another question I always think about is how relevant will most of these famous rappers be mm-hmm. in 10 years mm-hmm. like will right. we still remember their name or will they just be forever a meme it's right essentially yeah. I, but that's what all that's what brings it back into why i've into such a like a, 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 a 
I don't want to say approachable because I don't know him. Yeah, exactly. But he's like such a, just like, a, like, a, like a, you could tell somebody, like, follow him on He's Snapchat, so down to earth. Follow or whatever. Because he's down to earth. Yeah, no. He has experience. He makes great music. He has all these perspectives to him that is rare for nowadays out to hip hop. You're going to find, yeah. like, the crazy ones, like the 6 nines. You're going to find, <laughs> you're going to, like, seriously, right? You're going to find the ones who have experience, yeah. but still kind of, like, are going through that, like, somebody like, yeah, like Kendrick, yeah, I guess. No, so. yeah. Actually, I guess I don't know much about Kendrick, but he, it feels like he's still kind of like going through that. But it's yeah. like somebody who's like who's like more real, like real, like connected to his fans, but also real while experiencing things. And then like probably like I, I'd say other yeah. rappers in that category would be like Danny Brown and Denzel yeah. Curry. Both of them are really connected with their fans and down yeah. to earth more. Just like a nice. Like, oh, I mean, and then you have those are like probably in my top five. Yeah. All, Three of those people, with Staples, Danny Brown, and yeah, Denzel and you have JPEG Mafia arguing with <laughs> everyone. I love, yep, I, I love when he love gets into yeah. arguments. Hey. He literally goes on 4chan and like gets in arguments. Yeah. Okay, we guys, we're gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it on on the show because I'm gonna. So then it has to happen. We're gonna have a year end review yeah. episode because mm-hmm. I was an idiot on our very first episode when we picked Nam from our very first. From all over the summer, and I didn't right. pick and Curry's you definitely wanted to, Taboo. Yeah. I don't know how that slipped my mind in any kind of way because <laughs> that is probably my favorite hip hop release of the year. Yeah, yeah, easy. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a year in review kind of deal. I think we're we don't really know the format yet. I think we're thinking about bringing three albums each in to discuss, and then like, yeah. it'll be like a special episode somewhere in December. Extra and, long, extra thick. And then for our full list will be available on the site. Yeah. If anyone's interested. Yeah, we've been trying to post more often. Yeah. Mm. I, I just made another article recently on about label. a label I really like, Cairo Chamber. Me and Andrew put out our month in reviews. Oh, you did? I put oh, mine up. Nice. Andrew, I was I working, needs to put his up. I was working on mine yeah. like two days ago. That's good. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did y'all did y'all notice that J-Rock is on FM? Yeah, yeah, I did. No, where? Yeah, he's uh he's the, the 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 hook for "Don't Get Shipped." Yeah. Oh. And oh. Ty Dolla Sign is on "Feels Like Summer," right? Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that one. Yeah. It's pretty I, recognized. I, I don't listen yeah. to a lot of J Rock though, so that's yeah. why I, I never liked. What was it? Nine, not nine oh two one oh. The last nine double oh five nine. The one he the released yeah. this year. There's Re- Redemption came, Redemption. but 90059 was the other one. Redemption, pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mind Redemption. It's there's, all some, right. like, there's some oh, really it, good songs. It's all over the place. It's, it's a bit over the place, but there's some real good songs on quick, it. Quick review. Uh, J-Rock, th- that album, I think it's what he was trying to go into a pop rap direction and just f- fell f- flat on his face trying to do that. Wait, which one? Redemption. Redemption, yeah. yeah. But I still, like, that was the issue for me was, like, a lot of the... I'm sorry to bring up another album <laughs> while we're talking about FM. Yeah. But the issue I had with, like, the the overall conversation for Redemption was, like, oh, he, he moved to this pop direction and he failed. But, like, that wasn't even a lot of the album. Like, people are talking about Win, which is still, like, not that bad, not as bad as everyone made it out to be. But, but he, the thing is with J-Rock, when you go back to his older stuff, he's more about the raps. And this one, he focused on the hooks. That's what I think people are going for a more poppy direction. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even get, like, that feeling. I don't know. That's how I felt. Yeah. But anyways. Like, overall. <laughs> 9 overall, like, five nine is that? 
an area code? Yeah, it's yeah. the it's the zip for his city. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, why do I think it was nine hundred two and zero? Because that's also <laughs> enough. That's like the famous yeah, bougie area, right? I think. That's yeah. the show. Yeah. And, yeah, and the show. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do we have <laughs> anything to add to FM? Favorite line: Christian Dior, I'm Crippin Bjork. Oh yeah. I don't know. That one stood out to me too. <laughs> my favorite line. I, I, honestly, that's the one that stood out to me out of every lyric. I'm, yeah. And I'm not a huge lyric guy. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that one right there. That whole song. That is fun. Had so fun. Many. Probably highlight track besides maybe yeah. relay. I like relay a lot. Oh, I also like feels like summer. Yeah, and don't get chipped. Honestly, I would take a lot of the tracks. I would say very memorable. Like yeah. I had no, yeah. I had no, not like I normally hate interludes. I normally delete them from albums. Yeah. Especially rap ones, because like, which ones? Did I, I didn't like. Trash. I didn't like blondes for example. Facebook story. I didn't. Well, which one was that? Is that blonde. Was blonde? That's blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was blonde. I didn't like uh, one. I very specifically remember telling Aiden I didn't like. Like I hated them. Can't remember. Whatever. I'll try. Would it have been uh, College Dropout? No, it wasn't Kanye. Oh okay. It was somebody else. Right. Where I was like, I really liked Solomon, but I fucking hate the. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> it was like I, it was in my mind and then it disappeared yeah. whatever I'll tell you after okay but regardless this is one of the few where I didn't delete the interludes or yeah. anything because like they were fun and it, it might just be because it's 20 minutes too like why skip anything right yeah, yeah. Like, oh no you know I'm an idiot and it fucking is blonde because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah I'm an idiot which one is it Facebook okay. story yeah <laughs> yeah no seriously FM has like there's no wasted time on it Mm-hmm. Like every, as I kind of said earlier, Vince isn't like overthinking anything here. Every moment of every song on this album has like its purpose and has its has its rightful end into the next song or the next transition or whatever mm-hmm. or the next section. Like it's just like a like it's such an easily digestible album that you can listen to it front to back and not feel bad about it. 100%. And yeah. at 22 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I love listening to it front to back. It's never feeling. Yeah. Never feels like a chore. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Milo. Okay. <laughs> did we, I, I kind of wanted to try something here on the podcast. Okay. Did you, did you know about the phone number skit? Can you call it? Yeah. You want to call it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to call it right now? Just make sure you have long distance, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll call it. I Damn it. You don't have a long distance? I don't have a long distance. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Let's try something. I wanted to try it. Yeah, but second. okay, so Genius says that you can you can answer this phone. And what if it's like... Because I, Ma- I didn't bother listening to it on YouTube or anything. What if it's like a Mac DiMarco situation where he put his address in and people actually... A mailbox belonging to... Oh, what song is this? You're full. I cannot accept new messages at this time. What song is that? It says... Damn. I don't know. Now that's going to bug me. That's definitely off of Summertime 06. Yeah. Yeah. Is it... No, it's Lift Me Up. I think that's Lift Me Up. From Kanye? Lift... Like, Lift Me Up. By Vince? Summertime. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. Sorry, I don't know I'm why. pretty sure that's what... I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it was. you lift yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what that was. But yeah, Genius 
when I looked it up on Genius that if the phone number is called, the mailbox is full, further voicemails cannot be added. Interestingly, when the machine would typically tell the caller who the mailbox belongs to, an instrumental is played instead of the name. Oh, so there you go. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, that's what I've experienced. Yeah. I, I just don't, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be an instrumental off the album or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Instrumental off of the new Earl. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbs up record. Oh, highly high, recommend. Highly praise. One of my favorite hip hop releases of the year for yeah. sure. I recommend, but not the best Vince Staple release to get into him, I find. That's fair. But at 22 minutes. You can't go wrong. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah. If you have long distance, call the number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Aiden. Rip. Yeah. You can use Google Hangouts to call any number in Canada or US for free. Oh, okay. That's what I did. I don't have a long distance either. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I just didn't know. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, Aiden, you're going to get charged like a dollar. I was like, yeah. <laughs> do it for the pod okay um yeah easily a thumbs up but i don't know i don't know like maybe like i think it's a very easily digestible hip-hop album so mm-hmm. i would have no problems recommending it but mm-hmm. i would never recommend it to be like check out this artist because you'll love all of his work mm-hmm. you know what i mean because mm-hmm. yeah it's different yeah it's not overly different but it's definitely different from big fish mm-hmm. yeah oh easily from and big even fish. from summer time of six and prima donna yeah mm-hmm. Like all of his releases, are it's. I'll say all of them are pretty distinct. Honestly. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a like, progression, like you were saying, as an artist, like he's trying to find his style almost. Yeah. Anything else that we want to add? No, I, I don't think, think so. I think that's. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. Good. All right. I think that's going to close this episode. That's a long one today. It was a bit of a long one. Yeah. <laughs> Check out our website, intune.fm. Yeah. We've been, like I said, trying to write more. Do it. Yeah. Andrew's posting his dark ambient that you can't talk about here. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're into that, I think I have. I'm gonna have my list, and I think I'm going to. I might write a piece on a certain something, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I'll try um, to. Me and Andrew are not writers in any kind of respect, and Aiden has a little bit more experience. Yeah, yeah. but it'll be fun. Me and Jagan are trying our best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, do we want to tease what we might be bringing to the table, or what's the date next to him? Jesus, the, the date next time, the 29th. Yeah. yeah. Like that were no the twenty eighth of recording. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, "What's getting released?" Because "Really Bad Boy" by Red Velvet gets released on the thirtieth. That's definitely gonna be my pick. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like the week after that. Yeah, because yeah. I know for a fact Red Velvet brings it to the table twice as kind of mediocre, but Red Velvet's my shit. For sure. yeah. Why watch that be their first mediocre? I know, fuck, dude. Their past like three releases yeah. have been banging. Even twice as last like few. No, I want to yeah, talk I about. And then yes, your yes is like, yeah, uh. yeah I know. I've been wanting to talk about K-pop for so fucking long yeah and i want like well, there's, there's I want, mama mood too yeah i'm not a big fan i want it to be like a i want but the, what if it is bang then i'll bring it up i <laughs> want the k-pop album the, yeah. well then it'd probably be like red velvet yeah red probably. velvet twice and yeah. and who's it i can't remember their name blackpink blackpink those are the big mm-hmm. three yeah. so it will definitely be one of those is my yeah. first introduction yeah you'll probably like i'm i'm torn still a little bit i probably would lean to Anderson Park, just because like it is a new release from mm-hmm. him. Yeah, but I was also torn on maybe bringing up Law Dispute. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I was wondering if you were gonna I, do that. Yeah, I was actually wondering. Yeah, yeah. that'd be interesting. Because I definitely, I think, <laughs> I think you would like this album more than you think you would. Okay, well, it's funny because it's the album that has the song they make fun of all yeah. the time. Too. And even they <laughs> made. Even they make fun of it now. Like they they oh, put no, up this no, like yeah. super heartfelt like post about like thanks for like I thank thanks 
fans and listeners and like labels that have taken a chance on an album that has said darling 96 times <laughs> and, that wait, I got, wait, so, and that he got made fun of for yeah. is this like a re-release or re-shoot? this is like the it's a, like like a real remaster redone. like it's like a it's totally like redone like remastered oh yeah. that'd be interesting yeah. actually because i feel like definitely back then i was in my like metal is the best anything but metal shit mm-hmm. so i feel like i don't think i'd still like the vocal style but it would definitely be interesting to give it a listen yeah but i want to talk about pox new album yeah so i really hope you pick that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i will admit that the the singles for pock have been so good so, so both far fuck yeah, yeah I, I don't have anything on my mind really right now yeah but, uh, yeah i don't actually have anything yeah i have to think there, there's there's a few like i talked about <laughs> yeah. before there's definitely a few for me too yeah mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I think that'll end us off. Thank you again for listening. Um, thank you so much to Johnny once again, as always, for doing the podcast artwork. But yeah, uh, thanks awesome. for Johnny for doing the work and Seung as well for doing the intro. Intro and outro. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I don't know if there's anything else to say. So goodbye. Bye. Bye.